Welcome everyone to episode 34 of Press YYZ. We record live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. over at twitch.tv slash pressyyz. If you've got Amazon Prime, you've got Prime Gaming. Like what you're hearing? We'd be happy to accept that on your behalf. Uh, you can follow us over at Twitter at PressYYZ where you get updates on the show and everything we are up to. I'm your host for tonight, Mr. Mitch George, joined by AJ Fraser. Uh, the freshly cut Alexander Cozy Cozina. Hell yeah. Dude, that sounds dirty. And, and as always, the phenomenal Nathan McInerney. Yo, how's it going, everybody? We all got our PS5 pre-orders, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. No. I did you, how dare you? I know. You know, I had... I had an impulsive decision to make this weekend, and I went with that. Let's hear about it. Uh, okay. I, I've i built a new PC Ooh. from scratch. Um, it's got a Ryzen 7 uh, 3700X. It's got a uh, 2070S. Um, uh, supposed to have 32 gigs of RAM, but uh, one of them was a, a, a bum stick, so it... Uh, you know, I sat on it and that was great. No, um, it just didn't work. So I've only got 16 gigs of wham, uh, wham. I, I wanted to say, wham. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to go wham. I've only got 16 gigs of, of Ram. Last but like, Christmas you gave me. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. Um, what yeah. Is wham? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, no, that. It's been a bit of a nightmare with this thing because I didn't know what the hell was going on. Like, I built a computer before, so I knew the basics of what I was doing. And everything pretty well started uh, from the get-go. But uh, when I tried to install Windows on it, um, what ended up happening was... Yeah, uh, Cozy's showing my parts list on yeah. screen right for, now. For those of you who are currently watching this live, I'm showing yeah. what parts our friend Mr. AJ Fraser used to make this beautiful piece. Yeah, now all the prices aren't there, but uh, it cost me just over 3000 total, um, and that's with like some of the parts having like a good three-year warranty with uh, Canada computers and whatnot, um, which was great. But um, yeah... Uh, Installing Windows was a bit of a nightmare because I, I would install it, but um, there were no mo uh, motherboard drivers installed, so I couldn't do anything. And when the computer would shut down, mm. um, it wouldn't boot back up into Windows. And so I went, I had to reinstall it like three or four times, right? And literally today, um, like after I got home from work at three o'clock, um, I actually had my friend Taylor come over to my house. He brought his own RAM sticks because we thought maybe, maybe it's an issue with the RAM because I already had a bad RAM stick and everything. Um, he, he pulled it out of his computer because he's such a nice guy. Um, and um, yeah, I, I what I ended up doing is using my laptop and downloading the drivers onto a uh, USB stick. And while Windows was up after the install, it quickly installed the um, the the Ethernet uh, drivers for the uh, motherboard that I have, um, and once I got through, <laughs> once we got that, we got connected to the internet. We were able to download everything else. It now seems to be working fine. So let's let's hope it stays that way for the duration of the podcast because during that whole process, I saw a few blue screens like this the, the 
Windows 10 frowny face blue screen that happens. Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, other, okay, so if I rewind back to the beginning, what, what sort of inspired me to make that impulsive decision was um, earlier in the week, I, uh, I had been given um, an actual pop filter. As you can see here, Ooh. Um, yeah. But you're it's, still uh, using a sock. I am I was still say, using is that a sock. Replacing the sock? Because yeah, mm, eventually this might replace the sock. Uh, I did. Uh, yeah. So the problem is I don't have a, a boom arm right now um, uh, to attach this to. But uh, this mm. this this was a, a lovely gift from um, my girlfriend's brother Adam, who. Uh, uh, was generous enough to realize he wasn't using this and i have a podcast so is this adam the gamer uh not no. that one specifically but he does play games sometimes no. <laughs> um no. yeah so a super shout out to him for uh for for sending this my way i'm very appreciative of it uh i don't have anything yeah. to attach it to right now um because i i trust me i tried um, but as soon as I do, I will be using that. Um, but I'll probably still keep using the sock because I did some tests with the pop filter and uh, with the pop filter with and without the sock, and it still sounded better with the sock. So maybe I need one of those foam things on top or those ca shaggy carpet ones or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, that's my story. So the rest of us got PS5 pre-orders because we are... Uh, we are heft of gaming knowledge and light of wallet so i just want to go did y'all get the digital or so the... wait we got hold on a second we got playstation 5s because we didn't have a lot of money to begin with no we are now or... we are now post purchase light okay. of wallet yes i was gonna say the logic didn't really work out there so we are we are uh, ready, i kind of got this. we are ready to play without limits and apparently our wallets no no do also not have limits so Ah, there we go. Yeah. See, it took you a little while, but you arrived. That was at, the thing I was going to do off the top of the show. I was not hosting this show until like five minutes before we started recording, and that was going to be my bit. And then Great. I had to host, and now everything's been thrown awry. So I have to ask, Cozy Nathan, digital or physical? Digital. Physical. Okay. So I know I'm I'm in the digital camp as well, and our buddy Alex Ballant. unfortunately unable to join us again this week. Wishing him all the best. Look forward to having him back next week when I'm not here. Um, he would have gone physical, so we're at a 50-50 split. I want to know, uh, Cozy, what drove the decision for you to go physical over digital? I'm just very nestled into the PlayStation ecosystem, and I figure that if I'm going to get at least one uh, physical-based console this life cycle, I'm going to go with the PlayStation 1. That's it. That, okay, do you see yourself... Like, with the PS4, do you buy a lot of discs, or are you mostly digital at this point anyway? Uh, so hold on. This is actually kind of funny because about a week ago, I actually ordered a video game off of Play Asia that was only released in Japan and that cannot be purchased off of the Japanese PlayStation Network store or conversely the uh, American PlayStation Network store. So in fact, there actually have been e even as recently as last week an instance where I've had to purchase a disc-based PlayStation 5 game that could only be gotten in disc form. Um, I mean, in general, honestly, like the rest of you, I'm getting most of my games uh, digitally and not physically, but I do have enough discs that 
I, I feel like it was justified in me getting the disc-based form. Okay. Yeah. Nathan, the, what was the big motivator for you for digital over physical? We're going to have to get more into the PlayStation news in a bit. This is the only thing I wanted to know off the top. We'll yeah. get more of what we've been up to and then dive deep into the PlayStation news. So honestly, uh, like I, I've been very vocal about this before, but I've been pretty much all digital since the Vita. Um, so like my entire Vita library was digital. My entire PS4 library is digital. My entire um, uh, Switch library is digital. I haven't put a disc in my PS4 I think since I got Astrobot because it came as a disc and I'm going to sell that, trade that in and get Astrobot when it's on sale for the, uh, to, so I can play that digitally. Um, it just is the way I'm going. And actually I was just checking out Best Buy's um, pre-order site. They're out of digital editions. But they still have physical? They still have the physical left, but they've sold out of the digital editions. I think that extra $130 uh, in Canada specifically will just guide people to that $500 console. Yeah, I think we'll get into that in a bit. But just for those unaware, the the Best Buy pre-orders were the first to go live in Canada. And we all scrambled like there was no tomorrow to get those dang yeah, pre-orders yeah. in. Um, EB Thanks Games for is live posting right those now. links when they went live. Yes, and EB Games right now, for anyone watching live, is live with their pre-orders as well. So uh, uh, speaking speaking of that, uh, yeah, also thank you for, for sending a, uh, us the link right away as soon as you yeah. saw it. Because my friend Taylor, who was here uh, and helped me get this computer working... Um, jumped onto my computer and pre-ordered his um physical uh playstation 4 so um yeah well, the one with the PS5. disc drive ps5 the five yeah that's it yeah sorry i'm still uh, frazzled did you ask him at all why he chose physical over digital I'm just so curious. he clicked he clicked the digital link that you put in and it's didn't give a price so oh, we okay. went with the next one no that's so. fair it may have you'll... sold out right away so who knows uh, it was still up like five or 10 minutes after I pre-ordered and I'm just going to yeah. put this out there. I didn't share those links right away. Um, I waited till my pre-order went through and then I shared the links because oh, yeah, that's I ain't letting y'all jump me in line. There's no friggin' way. Well, <laughs> thankfully we got through quick enough that it wasn't a big deal. So, all right. So playstations and PCs and now what time do we traps? get the playstations? Oh, what time? They're going to be delivered on the day of, so I should take the next day off. So my plan is, yeah, so it's coming out uh, Thursday, November the 12th in the U.S., Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, uh, South Korea. I feel like I'm forgetting a country or two. And then it comes to the rest of the world the following week. Okay. My, my, my expectation is that I'm trying to think. I think. Best Buy uses Canada Post for most yeah. of their deliveries, right? Mm -hmm. For me, Canada Post delivers around noonish, so maybe I take the afternoon off and the following day, or just the following day and maybe the Monday. Um, but I wouldn't plan on taking the whole day off on the Thursday because I don't expect it to arrive early by any means. Yeah, I just want to confirm that the countries that are going to have the console on November twelfth are the United States, Japan, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea. The only one I missed was Japan. That's not bad. Nice. Well, considering Japan was like months behind last time uh, with the PS4, yeah. um, that's good. Although mm -hmm. other countries are getting SOL this time, so um, I am anyways. surprised that Europe is being left out of that first day. To be honest, yeah. Uh, like mm. the week's not going to make a huge huge difference but it is what it's it is. not it's not even a oh no it is a week right it's the 19th versus the 12th so yeah seven days yeah okay so those are games we're going to be playing in the future on either aj's new pc or on our brand spanking new ps5s what are y'all playing now cozy 
okay, so here's the thing. I've been like playing and consuming a variety of different pieces of entertainment over the past week. I've been binging the first season of The Boys, real good. I got back into Bioshock 2 Remastered, and I'm having a lot of fun with that, even though the game is definitely kind of showing its age at this point. Um, I actually wanted to use this as an opportunity very quickly to talk about a game that we didn't talk about last week and that I want to just talk about briefly here, which is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Uh, that announcement kind of came out of nowhere last week, and I was very pleasantly surprised, and I think I am most definitely going to be picking this game up. Uh, the original Hyrule Warriors was a game that I kind of scoffed at, admittedly, when it was first announced, and when I got my hands on it, I actually found a fairly entertaining Musou-style game. I played its campaign to completion, and then I decided I don't necessarily see any need to keep playing it beyond this. Uh, but I enjoyed what I, the kind of 20 or so hours that I got out of it. I thought that its combat was satisfying enough, and while its story was not utterly amazing, it was decent for what it was and oddly conscientious in a lot of ways. I remember when Hyrule Warriors came out, that was around the same period of time where I feel like the Legend of Zelda series was receiving a lot of criticism from, you know, fans and foes alike for, you know, uh, various, uh, basically being kind of stuck in its ways for being overly formulaic, for often relegating Zelda to being a damsel in distress. And I thought it was neat that the story of Hyrule Warriors actually didn't have Zelda as a damsel in distress. She briefly disappears at the beginning of the campaign. You're led to believe that that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. But she actually ends up joining Link for most of the adventure about halfway through the game. Uh, and see, I just wanted to briefly turn it to you guys. Do you have? any interest at all in this game and did you have any interest at all in the original hyrule warriors absolutely um i was never a, a dynasty warriors or a fan or anything like that um a friend of mine was but you know i i appreciated it from a distance but the the zelda specifically uh got me into that play style and Hyrule Warriors was was a great surprise and I think this is going to be even better because it's telling the the prequel story to that we we already know how it ends and that's like how did it get there though and I think that's going to be super interesting to figure out so I've reviewed several Musou games in the actual Dynasty Warriors slash Samurai Warriors series um I understand why people like them, but they're not my jam um, typically. So the the ones have never spoken, like the Zelda ones have never spoken to me uh, with Hyrule Warriors. This one, um, as I'm not a Breath of the Wild fan, it doesn't boo. really speak to me either. Boo, Nathan, uh, boo. Um, that being said, whenever we get Persona 5 Scramble, we'll see if that's the one that does the trick. Oh, yeah. That's still a thing. Yeah. So I've about I've one. wanted to pick up Hyrule Warriors, but the problem is I don't want to pay the Nintendo tax of a game that's at this point wait released on the Wii U what five years ago? Yeah, roughly, I'll say five, four, five, six years ago. I'm sure Cozy's going to fact check me. I don't want to pay eighty dollars for that on the Switch. I will probably either wait for a sale or a gift card or whatever the case might be and pick up the original one. But we all know how much I love Breath of the Wild. So more story in that timeline is you know sign me right up for that uh i'm not much of a muso gamer but it's something that i i've wanted to pick up hyrule warriors because i'm so into zelda but i actually have been playing another game that's 
almost like a Musou in that you're beating up mm. mindless, endless waves of enemies that don't have much variation. And that's Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> because, guys, I said it before and I'll say it again. I love this game. It's not great. It has issues. Um, I've gotten my Iron Man to level 50 now, which is the max level you can get a character to. Now it's just finding him better gear for his power level. But uh, I I am enamored by this game. I love the combat. When you get further into the game, unlock more skills for your characters. Things feel so much better. But it definitely has some rough edges. There's a lot of work they are planning to do on the game. So it's good that they're going to be supporting it. But I love it so much. Um, I haven't played it, so I have no comments on it. But I just want to say, if you haven't watched the girlfriend reviews of review of um, Avengers, you should watch it. It's funny. I watched it this afternoon with my fiance and we both were just in fits. It's so good. And it's so applicable. Cause it's like, that is me of, I love these characters, but the game is broken at times, but I still love playing it and hopping in with friends. So I've been playing, uh, I played a bit on stream with friend of the show, Alan uh, Spooner Martinez, who was a guest on our show last week, um, played a little bit with cozy actually. And I want to get cozy's thoughts on the game now that he's finished the campaign and getting a little more into the multiplayer. And then, you know, just, finding random groups of friends to just hop in with and have a blast in this game. Like friends I talk to very rarely who are like in the UK and they're staying up till three in the morning to play this game. Like, you know, people that shouldn't be staying up till three in the morning and playing this game, but it's still, it's so much fun with a group. If I was playing the solo, it probably wouldn't hold me the way it has, but it's so much fun to just get in there and talk about whatever it is with friends. And then, you know, blast some dudes with some iron man rockets so cozy i know you've been playing i want to know your thoughts now that you finished the campaign and are into the multiplayer uh yeah uh i thought the conclusion to the campaign was fine i I thought that there were some missed opportunities but i thought that there was also well executed in other ways um uh so far i mean it's been a fun grind and i realize that grind is a very negative term when it comes to the realm of video games but there is something I think really successfully addictive, at least thus far, of just kind of running through these environments and laying waste to the enemies. I've been meaning Iron Man uh, a fair bit. Uh, I found the his combination of lasers, missiles, and you know repulsors to be very fun to kind of alternate between. And yeah, I'm definitely gonna keep uh, playing it for some time to come. Uh, I've not really gone extensively into customizing my armor and whatnot yet, and I haven't really been keeping up with a lot of the vendors are you like are you really kind of like micromanaging that stuff are you like min maxing figuring out what armor is best in each situation or are you still on the way to on the way to the point where you i'm, need to be I'm doing not that at, stuff? i'm not at that point yet honestly it, this is the style of game of like similar to other games as a service like destiny and uh, the division 2 which i have some experience in of the real game doesn't start until you've hit that max gear score or that max level cap. The real game then. doesn't start until you've beaten it. The real game doesn't start until it's done. But uh, I'm I'm hoping I can get there. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be away for a bit. We can talk about that in a minute. Um, so I'm at max level with Iron Man. I'm trying to keep uh, like four of my characters leveled to a point where I can jump into a mission with AI and not necessarily get my teeth kicked in. So I've been maining Iron Man, but I've also been playing a lot of Black Widow, Captain America, and Thor. And man, does Thor... Thor is so much fun to play as in this game because it's just... The hammer mechanics, yes, they're not as fluid as 
no, the 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 action but we got from like God of War. Nine point five. It's pretty like good. ninety-five out of a ten. Uh, I, I was gonna do a percentage thing, but then I did nine point five out of ten there, and that's not really a percentage. That's eh, whatever still, you get what I'm driving. It's still at. a fraction. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Thor feels really good to play as the lightning mechanics alongside the hammer throws and pinning enemies and all that stuff. It's so much fun. The hammer spins and, and all that. Um, Black Widow is oddly satisfying to use, especially like I like playing these characters from a distance. So I'm I'm sitting back there with just the range weapons of using Widow's blasters or Cap Shield or Thor's hammer or Iron Man's plethora of projectiles. And that alliteration was nice. I'm just going to say it. Um, the uh, I just love that ranged gameplay in this. I don't know why, but it's just the way I'm enjoying the game. And I'm going to keep playing a lot of this game, even though I'm going to have to take roughly a week off for, you know, a minor, minor life event. Bring it with but, you. Uh, I would Ma be murdered. I'd rather not die. So I'm not going to do that. But through the magic of remote play, if I have my iPad and a DualShock 4 controller, if Carmen's asleep... All right, Nathan, what you been playing? Uh, so two things. Um, the first one uh, that I've put a ton of time into, I talked about it last week when we were doing our reviews, Tony Hawk um, Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. I've 100% uh, in all of the campaigns in both 1 and 2. And now I'm more trying to work on the excessively hard platinum that only 0.1% of people have. Uh, Cozy's showing a video Oof. right now, but this is a challenge um, that one of the challenges that are required called Get There Challenges. Um, and basically you have to string together um, different gaps from the map into one combo that are kind of all over the place. So um, that's kind of what I'm working on, the really hard stuff now in the game. So turns out I'm actually pretty good at it again. Um, I've had a ton of fun playing with it. Um, I'm going to get the Platinum, I think. I think. It depends how hard these get their challenges. The one I'm doing here took me two hours to get it just right. Wow. So um, it was really hard to get that manual and get all everything the way it was supposed to. And they get harder from here. See, seeing good Tony Hawk play like that just makes me want to jump into it more. And like, you know, it, it's <laughs> it's difficult when you're I'm still at the, the place where I'm I am as bad as I am at playing that. It's but it, it's it's one of those games that it, it's it's real fun to keep playing and get good at mm -hmm. for sure um yeah no and it's it's one of those games where i'm surprised how good again i've gotten at it because i was really good it's one of like it, would i say i'm great at video games i don't think i'm great at video games the one thing i can always say though was i learned how to play tony hawk when i was in college because we would compete and like as uh guys to trying to get the best scores um, and it really became a competition, so I got really good, and I'm glad to see my skills have still worked. So, yeah. No, Tony Hawk, good game. Probably, I want to say maybe one of the best remasters ever. So Wow. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's high praise, yeah. given that I'm going to be playing uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars by the end of the week. Oh, which, well, I feel I like that's not, not going to be a good, re good remaster. It, yeah it's not a remaster that's the thing it's a port it's basically an upscaled emulation yeah, yeah. that's it but mm. i have never played sunshine and i love galaxy and i love 64 Ooh. which i only ever played on the ds so that's gonna be an interesting few days or weeks or let's months. put a let's put a pin in the sunshine thing because earlier today 
something came to mind that I, it's like an opinion I've had about Sunshine that I think is pretty controversial about a very specific thing in Sunshine that I want you to just go in and experience like without anyone influencing your opinion, Mitch. And I want to get your opinion on it once you finally experience it. All right, let's let's do it. Let's put a pin in that for now. So AJ. Yes. Other than nearly breaking a second multi-thousand dollar PC. Um, uh-huh. What are you I, I got I got the warranties this time, so it's fine. Um, yeah, no, uh, just back before I made made that impulsive decision. Really, I, I was just playing more No Man's Sky VR, and yeah, it's like e- even still with on like my launch PlayStation Four with um, you know my my PSVR and everything like that, like. Playing it, it, it's still absolutely gorgeous to look at. In in for it's such a different perspective, uh, just in, on games in general. And I think they they control wise, they just nailed it absolutely perfectly. Um, I really I really hope um, like when when I'm I'm pretty sure it's. It, did they did they say in the thing how many games are going to be backwards compatible? Like it's just a selection, right? They said up to for for PS5 they've said up to 100 of the most played PS4 no, games. That's been updated. Jim Ryan just came out and said 99%. Okay. okay. Well, the other the other thing they said is any game that was released in the last year has to mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Um so yeah, if you know, if you can plug if I can plug my uh psvr into whatever uh, whenever i get a, a ps5 if i can plug it into that and still play no man's sky vr i will be happy um because it's it's great in that regard um other than that that's really all that and building this pc is all i've been doing so all right cool i think with that we can move on to the news and we've got an interesting week of news in that all the PS5 news just dropped, but we got all this other stuff that kind of happened. I don't know where we should start. Do we want to lead with PS5? Do we want to hold it to the end? What are you guys thinking? Mm. I feel like it's fresh. Let's just start with it. I don't know. Let's just jump right... Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could also, like, push it to topic of the show territory. Well, technically, I mean, we don't it, have topic of the show. Yeah. Our topic of the show is the PS5 event, so let's, let's hold that for a bit. Let's keep people okay. waiting and wanting. But if you yeah. really do want to jump forward like 20 minutes in the podcast and we're probably there. So in the meantime, let's get into the rest of the news of the week. Uh, the first news story coming to us via uh, Sharif Syed over at VG247. The Control Deluxe Edition owners were accidentally upgraded to the Ultimate Edition after 505 Games said it was not possible. Boo. So early <laughs> earlier this week, a number of players who own Control's Deluxe Edition reported that the game's recently released Ultimate Edition was seemingly stealthily added to their PlayStation Network libraries. Upon visiting the page for the Ultimate Edition on the PS Store, though these players were greeted with a download button rather than a purchase button. 505 originally said this was not possible and seems to have accidentally done it. What the hell, 505? Well, I think it's all I gotta that- say. 505 are liars. Yep. With their pants Correct. on fire. Yeah. Nose as long as some telephone wire? Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing in the chat um, Raging Plum is saying 505 and Remedy are full of shit with their response. I don't think it's Remedy. It's more 505. I, I don't think, blame Remedy for this. 
Yeah, this is a publisher mm. deal, not a... Re yeah, it's a publisher deal. Remedy has to kind of play nice and take the side of their publisher yeah. for their for the game um, as will... best as they can because the publisher is the money. I wouldn't use them as a publisher going forward, potentially, if I were yeah. Remedy. I would find somebody different, um, and they can speak or to self -publish. that. Or self-publish. Yeah, or self-publish or talk to Sony. I still feel like Remedy could end up under Sony's PlayStation Studios banner. God, I would love that. Cozy, any thoughts on this? I mean, they could also talk to Nintendo. And they could end up under Nintendo's banner. Hey. Oh, they can make Metroid Prime. Yeah. Four. Oh, yeah. But Retro will have to cancel their version of Metroid Prime for that My to My understanding is that hasn't started yet. That's a good point. Good point. Uh, speaking of things that haven't quite started yet, uh, today during the Facebook Connect event, which revealed the Oculus Quest 2, uh, Ubisoft confirmed a new Splinter Cell game is coming, but it's not the game you want. Uh, a new Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed game are coming and confirmed to be built from the ground up for Oculus. Oh, Facebook's was, Oculus? Yeah. It is Facebook's Oculus. I, I know it's easy to be cynical about this, but I mean, we have seen some, you know, VR technology has progressively gotten better and better. We have seen some very high profile, very high quality VR games over the course of the past few months, including most particularly Half-Life Alex, which shares the namesake as of more than half of the hosts here. <laughs> this could very easily be a Splinter Cell experience where you put on the Sam Fisher mask and you walk around a room and then you're greeted by a credits sequence. But there's a possibility, or a pissability, as my dad would call it, that this could be something more substantial? Question mark? I, um, I would like to believe that, but I also will say up front, fuck Facebook. The, the technology yeah, is yeah, great Facebook. and everything, but like... And they, and they were doing so well, like, divorcing Oculus and Facebook. Like, yeah, they're just the parent company. They're funding it. They're doing all this. But that news a couple of weeks ago with the forced Facebook profile integration is just garbage. And, like, I'll sooner get a Vive than I get a, one of those. So um, I'm kind of hoping that we do see these come to PSVR or PSVR 2 at some point. Um, I think... Uh, especially because they're coming from Ubisoft. I, is Oculus funding it? Is that the deal? Or is Ubisoft just bringing them there? Do we uh, know? There isn't, a lot of, there isn't a lot of info on these. They were just sort of teased as part of the Facebook Connect event. But um, as somebody who's never played a Splinter Cell before, I think a, stealth, a good stealth game in VR uh, could do really well. And I think this like could be good as uh, Cozy brought up. Half-Life Alex was a really great uh, game. And if we could get more experiences like that in the space, and if that's where Splinter Cell goes, maybe people have to, because I see more complaints, not that it's Oculus, but that it's VR. And maybe people just have to suck it up and play some VR. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this progresses. Uh, because this was announced as a Ubisoft partnership with Oculus. I'd imagine they're going to be exclusive for some time mm -hmm. because of the uh, whole idea of Facebook fuck you money. But well, it'll, it remains to be seen how this will develop over time. But it's going to be an interesting tale to follow, to be certain. Another interesting tale to follow is the acquisition of ARM by NVIDIA for $40 billion. That's billion with a B. 
this coming to us via GameIndustry.biz and James Batchelor. The graphics card giant NVIDIA has acquired UK semiconductor firm Arm for $40 billion. Arm is the company known for designing and creating the technology, uh, the processor technology that is the main CPU used inside a number of smartphones. Almost every smartphone on the market uses an Arm CPU. They are a crucial supplier in Apple's supply chain. And this is absolutely monstrous news because NVIDIA is now closer to the CPU portion of the development of new chipsets. And this could be a game changer for mobile gaming and especially Nintendo's gaming strategy. So mm -hmm. what do we think about this? Do you think, do you guys think we're gonna, so on the PC side of things, the, the main two competitors are Intel and AMD. Do you think we're gonna get full proper, uh nvidia chips like cpus and stuff now as well no i don't think so i don't think they'll change the branding um well but it'd be creating their own chipset which they're not doing right now it wouldn't be a brand change yeah it would be creating a processor which they're not doing at the moment i don't know um now my my bigger question is here intel's been struggling in the processor market and amd's really been picking up their slack um whenever I'm watching PC builds and PC like YouTube stuff, it's always about like, they're always using um, AMD processors now um, and they're yeah, recommending yeah. AMD processors. So that's why I got one. Yeah. That's why I got one too. Um, and uh, same Mitch, here. yeah, Mitch, you have one as well. Um, so I think we all have the same, or no, I know AJ and I have the same processor. I think Nathan, you went with a Ryzen five, right? Yeah. The five thirty six hundred. Yeah. Cozy. What do you got? Uh, don't remember, but it, it's like in the same, sphere yeah, okay yeah so like i'm curious if they can eat intel's portion of the pie so but is then my other question is how long is intel gonna let this go on for because they're really starting to um lapse in the space god i sound like such a pc nerd now oh this wouldn't have happened three <laughs> yeah. months ago we're getting there oh my god um, i feel so terrible I, I, I think there's always going to be a market for Intel chips just from a consumer perspective. So like for, from a business perspective, there's no reason to invest in NVIDIA and AMD, like NVIDIA cards with AMD processors for like general business stuff. And yeah. that's Intel's bread and butter right now is, is on the enterprise side. So I wouldn't be overly concerned for them. I think they still have a niche in the market. It just will be interesting to see how this affects Nintendo's strategy moving forward because maybe... NVIDIA will build them a custom CPU GPU combo for whatever the next Nintendo doohickey is and we can see how that runs if it's still going to be a mobile device the Nintendo Swatch maybe okay well speaking of wet farts <laughs> in the room like that joke let's talk about Ubisoft that's a so, good joke so last week, Ubisoft had their Ubisoft Forward event showcasing a number of new upcoming titles from the publisher, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what they did about an hour before that presentation and that they tweeted out a four-minute video from CEO Yves Guimau that they immediately buried with all of the news that they put out that day. I had to, I had to scroll through like three or four pages of tweets to find this tweet from less than a week ago. Wow. 
Yeah. Awful. So let's go through some of the announcements. Then I want to get to Nathan because he had the best take I saw on this presentation. So Ubisoft held its second summer showcase and they highlighted a number of upcoming titles like Immortals, Immortals Phoenix Rising, which every article is which, putting a colon in and the title doesn't have a colon. Go ahead, Cozy. I was just going to say, you guys know why it had its name changed, yeah, right? We can talk energy, about that if you'd like. Do it. Yeah. Let's talk about old it. Monster Energy. Monster yeah, Energy yeah. Drink challenged the trademark in court because they felt like their brand is becoming synonymous with gaming. And apparently they put in that injunction to block the trademark request right around the time of the launch of Death Stranding. And what did that game feature, everybody? Monster Energy Drink. Wow. Monster, Monster motherfucking energy. energy Drink. I'm going to be honest, um, and I don't think this is a hot take, but Mo Gods and Monsters was such a better name. Yeah, it's absolutely. 100%. It sucks that they had to change it. The problem is is that if they went to court, they probably wouldn't have the name changed by the time the game needed to come out would be my guess. So, so they picked a really terrible name instead. They did. That being said, this game looks awesome. Yeah, it looks great. I think it looks really, really I am fun. so down for Greek mythology Breath of the Wild. Like, there's there's no doubting the influence here. Like, Nintendo has shut down fan projects for less blatant ripoffs than this game. No breaking weapons, though. So I might and actually no like And no stamina bar, I think, right? Yeah. So this might actually be a fun version of Breath of the Wild, or a good one. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Do you guys have any thoughts about Immortals Phoenix Rising with its terrible, terrible name? We just have to get used to it in this terrible terrible name but i think it looks great yeah yeah i think we'll we'll get used to it real mm -hmm. soon bad names i mean we're sorry go ahead i was just gonna say bad names are bad for a little while till we get used to them i mean uh we still call things like the we eventually became a good name so. we also don't have long to wait to see what this game is going to be like because it is going to launch december 3rd on ps4 xbox one stadia PC is it coming to next gen? I don't yeah, remember. It is. This one is. Yeah. And as an exclusive, uh Stadia will have an exclusive early demo that will be free to all Stadia users regardless of whether or not you have a Stadia Pro subscription. So if you want to try Immortals Phoenix Rising before it comes out, literally all you need is a Gmail account and you can play that demo. I think that's pretty cool. Um it's and awesome. It's going to get people to try Stadia cuz I think we said the tech worked. We just don't love the way the service is set up. Am I correct in saying that? Uh, sorry, another correction. We did miss that it is also coming to the Nintendo Switch. I'm surprised about that That part, honestly. With all the stuff. Is it just because it's a blatant ripoff of Zelda? No, it's just that the Switch doesn't seem... To, I'm worried about whatever the Switch version and how it runs, considering um, like a lot of current games that are coming out are not coming to the Switch that are being ported to the HD Twins and further um so i'm just curious how this is going to run on the switch but i guess we'll see i think outside of just dance it's probably the only other game ubisoft is publishing on the switch this fall so which is kind of crazy we've seen a lot of bad switch ports of recent like more games that have come out more recently or troubled switch ports so i'm just curious to see what this looks like and if ubisoft itself is doing it or if it's a separate team because uh, i don't think we know that it could be they're just doing it internally, so who knows? It's oh yeah, for the port, we don't know who's doing the switch port, so that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, AJ, you want to take this as a chance to plug the fact that it's a Stadia darling, even though Stadia is the one who leaked it like six I mean, months ago. 
listen, I know I, I know I just bought a three thousand dollars stadium machine, but <laughs> you know, is it a stadium oh, machine? Let's not go too crazy here. No, that's uh, his phone. It might. Every listen, anything can be a stadium machine if you put your mind to it. Mm. Uh, th- this is uh, going to sound like kind of a weird nitpicky complaint. Uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. I just rewatched the trailer. Looks like it's going to be a fun time. Kind of a little bit disappointed by the dearth of sort of supporting characters. It does really seem like it's a solitary journey by this character that I'm assuming is named Phoenix. That, that and, is correct. Yeah. And it is, uh, I don't know, I, 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 I'm, the jury is out uh, on my end on whether or not this is going to be an Alexander Kazina game, but who knows? It's also full priced, uh, so I don't know if at launch it'll be, I mean, by December, I'll probably have played enough Miles Morales for myself, but who knows? Yep. All right, next thing we saw from them is that they're remaking Prince of Persia Sands of Time, and it did look mm. great. I thought it looked I'm fine. If I'm being completely honest. It looked okay, but I just felt some of the facial animations just seemed off. But maybe that was just me. It's a remake. It's alpha footage. Um, so hopefully it's better by the time it comes out. I think this has fallen under the Halo banner too. And if they need to yeah. delay the game, push the game out a little bit. Yeah, I could see that happening. Because right now it's scheduled for January. And with the way it looked, depending on how it's changed since they put the trailer together, it may need some more time. In Have the you other. guys played the original? yeah i think i rented it as a kid but i don't think i finished it i i played like only unfortunately a small amount of it i have the like hd remaster of the game uh on my playstation 3 and i just never got like fully around to really experiencing everything it has to offer i love this game when it came out um i think i might have played on pc when i worked for radio shack still i i never got around to it i just remember the reboot that they made on ps3 uh in like uh the 2008 yeah 2008 yeah. um and that got very mixed reception the rewinding was uh, such a like an interesting uh game mechanic when they introduced it in this game and the wall running was really neat like the way it was acrobatic i just remember playing it and like having so much fun and being like wow this is a really great game and i believe this was a really highly scored game when it came out too it, it was like we wouldn't have a number of games we have today or mechanics we have today like um you look at the batman arkham series or you mm-hmm. look at uh even the wall running of captain america and marvel's avengers i'm gonna talk about it as much as i freaking mm. can uh those I games he was borrow dead. heavily from spoilers <laughs> oh whoops <laughs> i i did it to myself a... it's okay um like honestly when if this comes out and it reviews well I will probably pick it up just because I enjoyed the the original, but didn't get a chance to play a ton of it. Okay. Do you think this leads way to the trilogy where we get the nice super emo third game? I loved. I actually really enjoyed that game. If I'm being mm-hmm. completely honest, that's probably the one I played the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Two Thrones, I think it was. Y- Maybe. Uh, someone will correct me. I'm sure. Um, I don't think we're going to get the rest of the games remade. I'm hoping that if this sells well enough, it's going to get the Crash Bandicoot treatment of, okay, the remake sold, so let's make a new game in the series. That'd be nice. Yeah. Hmm. 
I, I want to say, I, I'm hoping that this game, you know, ultimately turns out great because this game was basically a really formative game in the history of Montreal as a city becoming really important in the realm of video game mm -hmm. development. This is like one of the first games that Ubisoft Montreal worked on that was not like a kind of cheap license game and really kind of put them on the map. And as a result of that, allowed Montreal's game development scene to really grow. So it... For, purely for that reason, I hope that this game comes together. Um, also, I don't know if we noted it, but this game is being developed. Is it India? It is India. Yeah, yeah India, which I think, uh, um, I know it's not Montreal where it was initially developed, but I think it's cool that they're going um, mm. back to uh, like where it's more set and they have like an, as, as another studio in a different country working on it. So. The biggest thing I took away from this Ubisoft Forward is just how many studios Ubisoft operates right now. Oh, like, yeah, it is ridiculous how big that them. company is. All right. All right. What's next? So, I mean, we, we, we spoke of, you know, Prince of Persia potentially getting a new game in its series based on a remake. You know what's not getting a new game in its series other than a VR game is Splinter Cell. Because they announced that uh, Sam Fisher is going to come to the next season of Rainbow Six Siege. Neat. Um... Cozy, I know you play a lot of, or you were playing a lot of Siege. Does this do anything for you? Uh, no, I, I, I do want to get back to Siege because I had a lot of fun with that game. Uh, the thing is, is that's the kind of game where I'm only going to play it if uh, some of my other friends are playing it as well. So, do you play on console or I PC? Mean, I, uh, I play the PlayStation Four. Version. Okay, because I got a free copy of it with my graphics card. So if you were playing on PC, I'd jump in with you, but otherwise probably won't mm -hmm. even touch the thing. I could have done without any of the Rainbow Six Siege stuff. Um, I get they want to talk about Sam Fisher not in a Splinter Cell game for some reason. Um, and all the World Cup stuff seemed like it could have been pre-show. I don't know. Uh, well, you know what wasn't in the pre-show? The fact that Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game is back, baby! Hell yeah! Ten years ago, this game released on the PS3, Xbox 360... And it vanished from stores a few years ago. Well, Ubisoft announced it's coming back to the PS4, Xbox One, PC, Switch, and Stadia. And you know I'm picking this up day one. Toronto represents. Can I give a hot take about this game? You do whatever you like. It's not great. But you might not be on the show if you give too hot of a take. It's not a great game. Um, I love Scott Pilgrim, the comics and the movie, and I think they're great. And I think this is like an okay beat-em-up with good graphics and good music. Um I'd never... Are you saying it's the Avengers of beat em ups? It could be. It could be better than Avengers. I bet it is, but it's still. I mm. I just never felt the game was compelling <sighs> to play. So, wow, that's also disappointing for people who familiar. bought it and it was like not delisted, and now they have to rebuy it. Yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, I'm gonna do it because I love this game and I want to support them and tell them I want more games like this. But that's just me, I guess. I mean, uh, support Canadian content, I guess, and Scott Pilgrim is Canadian, so. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Feels kind of like an edge case in this case, but yeah, it sure. counts. Why not? It counts. So speaking of content people didn't ask for, uh, Watch Dogs Legion is bringing back Aiden Pierce for oh, some reason. Fuck. His storyline will be part of the season pass DLC for this single player game. Uh, and the season pass will also get players a copy of the original Watch Dogs game for some reason. So, as if you haven't already bought it for seven dollars on sale. So, just to be clear, people don't really like the original Watch Dogs. Like I didn't. I fell in love with Watch Dogs Two and Marcus H H uh, Holloway. So, 
and I feel like that was the like the opinion for the most part was that uh, Aiden Pierce was just a bland white angry protagonist and um, Marcus really brought a lot of flavor to the um, and identity to the series in Watch Dogs 2 whoa this guy has a beard now wow oh, well, he does that's some character evolution I mean if the Witcher can do it yeah I don't know. I just realized I hadn't downloaded Watch Dogs 2 yet on this PC. So now I'm going to do that. That's a great game. Have you played it? No. Oh. I've never played the second one. I got it free from the first Ubisoft Forward presentation. So I figured, hey, why not? I got a PC that can run it now. I'm I'm super interested in Watch Dogs Legion just because I had a ton of fun with number two. And like using the non-lethal weapons, um, like I tried to do as much hacking and drone stuff as possible. Because that was just mm -hmm. like a really creative and fun way to play. So, um, yeah, no, I, uh, um, I was disappointed to see it was Aiden. Let me just put it that way. Anyways, keep going. Sorry. I'm talking a lot. No, no, I'm happy. I'm happy, uh, to have us continue this conversation. I, I, th I think there's room for them to put, uh, what the Marcus, yeah, Marcus. um, in a, in a, like a, his own, his own DLC, missions. like, like this. That's how they'll totally sell you possible. the fourth piece of content from the season pass or something is by teasing him coming back instead of Aiden Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he'll kill Aiden Pierce. Uh, oh, that would be, no, that'd be something. No, that would, that would be something like, imagine, like imagine that they pulled like a kill Cade six in destiny spoilers. Um, we got to say spoilers before we say the spoiler thing next time. Oh, is that how that works? It should be. Oh, well, destiny <laughs> two is three years old now. So, that's yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what's not three years old is the final announcement from the Ubisoft Forward, and that's that the makers of Steep are making a bike slash snowboard slash something game called Riders Republic. Sure. Uh, that's coming in February. Um, okay. It, it looked awesome. I, I'm just gonna say it. I thought that it, was it, phenomenal surprise. It did, but I don't know if we needed it, but. It is a thing. I didn't know we needed Fall Guys, like... and then we got Fall Guys. <laughs> also true. I really got to play some more of that, man. I've I yeah. fell off. I don't think I'm going to finish that that first uh, uh, season you pass or whatever it is. Get back in. They remixed the first season. All the levels are slightly different. They're all Not randomized slightly. now. Everything's randomized. I was playing with Nate. Um, plays games last night uh, in a group of people, and every level is just slightly tweaked, and it changes every time you play it. Interesting, interesting. Well, maybe we should you know, so we should hop into some tonight after the podcast. I can do that. I, I'm watching this. I feel like this game would be a lot of fun if it was a battle royale. Well, there's when a, they first showed it, that's what I thought it was. Cozy. Some I'm, people I'm still think honest. that could be the case. Like it's a Fall Guys type race for the finish type thing. That would be amazing. I'd, and if you could have like spectacular fails where you just like fall off a cliff and your body ragdolls in spectacular fashion, yeah. like. That could be a lot of fun, but I don't think. That's well, oh man, if they integrated like road rash combat where you could kick each other off bikes. There's also an inflatable giraffe costume, so I could live out my fantasy of being Jeffrey the giraffe from Toys R Us. So that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> I I, I think yeah. this looks really interesting. Apparently, there's a graffiti mode like in Tony Hawk Two, for like land tricks cool. and stuff. Um, I think it's just unique enough. Um, and after playing some like a lot of Tony Hawk as I've been playing. 
I'm back in like a little bit of an extreme sports phase. So it'd be right. kind of mm-hmm. it'd be kind of cool if they could pull something uh, really cool and next gen off with this. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how people receive this because it's something I'm looking at, but not something I'm 100 percent interested in. But now we can get to the best take of the entire presentation. That's what Nathan tweeted out right after the presentation. Nathan, you want to walk us through your thought processes here? Yeah, so uh, we watched the presentation. Obviously, we talked a bit earlier about um, the issues of Yves Gilmont dropping that video. Um, when it was asked about uh, why this was included in the presentation, they said for timing, which is a bullshit excuse because, let's be honest, it's their presentation. They can take as there much... There was a good 15 minutes they could have trimmed off this thing and fit it in. Yeah, there's definitely uh, things. Initially, when I was forming the tweet, I was just going to... In my head, I was like, well, here's the things you could have eliminated and put in. But then I really thought about it for a second. I was like, honestly, everything could have been cut out. Like, nothing was more important than that message going at the front. None of the games, whether it was the Prince of Persia remake, Scott Pilgrim, Immortals, Watchdog, Sam Fisher not being in a Splinter Cell game, some stupid World Cup, Hyperscape. Um, like, I was initially just going to list one or two things. I'm like, you know what? This is all um, This is all not as important as that being in the video and them starting off with it. So, yeah, no. And then I pretty much listed everything that was in that video because I think it should have been included. Yeah, with you there 100%. So for those who didn't see it, uh, the tweet was essentially, things more important to Ubisoft than addressing the systemic issues within Ubisoft. These were worth more time than that. And then you literally listed everything. So Prince of Persia, Scott Pilgrim, Immortals, Riders Republic, Rainbow Six, Sam Fisher, Riders Republic again, uh, Watch Dogs, and Hyperscape. They could have gotten it right, and they didn't, and they need to do better. Mm-hmm. So I don't and know. Think- Sorry, go ahead. No, um, go go for it. No, I was just going to say, that's just how I felt at the time. It, was, it should have been included, and nothing else was more important than getting that in there. Yeah, 100%. With you, 100% on that. But with that, we can wrap out all of the non-PS5-related news and get back to that in a minute. But before we do get back to that, let's just head on over into read slash watch all the things. And someone's thrown something in here that I think I talked about a couple weeks ago, but I do want to hear your take on it. And that's the uh, short series documentary style video game history show High Score on Netflix. Uh, Yeah, I put that in there. Um, My girlfriend Rachel and I uh, watched the first two episodes of it um, last weekend. Um, So I guess that's like another thing that I was up to, but I guess I I wanted to save it for here. It's really good, and I think everybody should uh, check it out. I promised her that I would not watch any more without her, um, which me, which is a good sign about, you know, something related to video games. Um, people who are not interested in video games, like say we are, um, but do have like a mild appreciation for it, um, you know, are are also into it. So, it, it's really good. I'm with you there, 100. percent I want to get back to it. I think I've watched the first episode episode and a half and i really do want to get back to that at some point maybe while i'm away next week because uh, i forgot to mention it off the top but i won't be here next week because someone is getting married this weekend and that someone is me is a jerk what well i mean that too i mean okay. especially if you ask my fiance 
Yeah. Uh, we're looking into having a way to live stream that for everyone who isn't able to join us there in person because of, you know, the global pandemic we're living through. I've been asked to run um, an ad break during the nuptials. Yes. As soon as I start talking, just run the ad break, please. You may no now kiss the ad break. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're looking into a solution for that and uh, keep an eye on the Twitter and all of, especially my personal Twitter, uh, for the details of that as they arise over the weekend. And if you're listening to this after the fact, I'm married, so I won't be here on the next show. Congratulations. <laughs> Mitch is also streaming the honeymoon via Twitch, I believe he said. Uh, no, I will not do that because I'm not a creep. Oh, well, that's and with that, we can move in with that. We can move into the deals of the week. And the one that I pulled is the fact that more games are heading to the Nintendo switch online service on the NES. We're getting scat. Which, what? Yeah. It's called <laughs> what? scat. It's a S contract. I thought you said you weren't. I thought you said you weren't a creep. Special cybernetic attack team for the NES will be added to the NES Nintendo Switch Online app. And the big news is on the Super NES Nintendo Switch Online app, they are adding Mario the Super Peacekeepers. Picross? Mario Super Picross, which I'm very excited about. Yep. And the big one being Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy, Diddy, Diddy's Conquest, which seems misspelt it is but it's not grammatical. no that's correctly. the way it's spelt originally no but that is the way yeah i don't think they did it right should be diddy Kong's. no they quest. didn't no, i'm with you I, it should be diddy I, kong's quest diddy right kong's quest they they when they did it they I, messed it up initially yeah the game title I, i'm is pretty wrong. i'm pretty certain that's actually what it is oh no we're saying when they named the game back when it first released that was wrong. Oh, yeah. And they should have done it the way we said. So there Yo, Nintendo, just call us up. Pun. The whole point of it was to get, like, Conquest, like the word Conquest together. Um, yeah. Because then it would be Con's Quest, which isn't the same. But it doesn't sound... Very few people get the word Conquest from that. Because uh, you're hearing Diddy Con right beside each other. I don't know. It's It was not a good title. Anyways. Subtitle. Yeah, uh, Diddy's Conquest, great-ass platformer. Looking forward to probably playing that again on stream. I, I'm, uh, in a way, more interested in seeing what people's reactions are like when Donkey Country 3 releases, because that game's a lot more controversial within the community, and I am a firm believer that it's a really, really underrated platformer and a worthy follow-up to 2. Uh, I don't want to go fully into my thoughts on the game right now, though, so we'll hold that thought and come back to it when it finally releases. All right. Okay. And I think with that, we can wrap up that segment of the show. I think we're going to run a quick ad for those of us uh, with oh, yes. us on Twitch. So we can, you know, take a bio break and we'll come back and we're going to talk all about the PS five news that we were loaded with earlier today. I'm running the ad right now. Loaded. I already did it. Oh, well, I got the runs right now. What? All right. Well, never mind then. Ooh. The great thing about having a haircut, by the way, is that I don't have to wear a hat anymore. Typically, like the reason why I would wear a hat in the past is because I would want to keep all of my hair in order. But now that it's all short, I'm gonna be honest. I like wearing hats. Um, I prefer to wear them. I do too. I have a large hat collection. Yeah, I've, I've, al I've always been a hat guy myself. Um, the other thing too for the wedding, if y'all are in here helping me moderate and run this, a longer ad break off mm -hmm. the top so we turn off ads for at least an hour would be appreciated. Can we run a longer ad break? 
You can. You can run up to 150 seconds worth of ads. How do you do that? How do you even do this? Well, I know there's a there's a button that says Stream run Manager. the 60 second ad break. In we can add more actions. to it. We can talk about it off the show because we got five seconds. Oh, okay, that's fine. I can't can they not hear that. us when the ad's going on? Uh, pe- people who are subscribed can. Yeah. Oh. Thanks for sticking with us. Thank you. And we're back. So, with all of that out of the way, we can get into our topic of the show, which is discussing everything that Sony dumped on us regarding the PS5's release date, price, games, other weird decisions they've made. But let's just get right into it. So I'm going to pull the big piece of news from Mobile Syrup, written up by a friend of ours, uh, Bradley Shankar. Go give Mobile Syrup a follow. Great Canadian resource for all your entertainment and video game related news. The PlayStation 5 is launching in Canada on November the 12th for $629. Which works out to over 700 when you factor in taxes. And um, yeah, yes. it's a weird price. I was surprised. Uh, like We talked about the Xbox last week, but they're the same price in the US for the, uh, the PS5 and the Xbox. Yet they decided to go $30 more than the Xbox in Canada, which is a little surprising. Um, I think at the end of the day, the $30 isn't really going to matter when you're spending that much money anyways, if you really want the um, the version with the disc. But I think it could be what's driving the digital to sell out quicker than the, um, than the non-digital. Uh, there's a number of different reasons for that. So just so people are aware, the so the news was that the disc-based version of the PS5 with the Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive will retail for $630 Canadian dollars and the all-digital edition will retail for $499. That, compared to the Xbox pricing in Canada, the Series S will launch at $380 and the Series X will launch at $599. So, in terms of the strategy that we're seeing here, do you think this is Sony just choosing not to bite the bullet on that extra... 30 bucks for whatever it is whether it's the air freight or import tax or whatever it is or what do you what do you guys think uh i don't know um it's it's a weird choice i'm surprised they didn't go the same price um especially because they knew xbox's pricing before this so um i think they just think people will pay 30 bucks and they're probably right yeah yeah I, i i think so too so the interesting thing that we are seeing, at least from the Canadian retailers, and I think in the U.S. as well, we saw this trend as well, is the digital version of the system is selling out far faster than the disc-based version. Yeah. Um, and the allotments for consoles seems a lot lower per store for the digital versus the disc-based version. And I think part of that would probably have to do with the pricing model. So Sony can now say, you know, in the U.S., PS5 starting at $399 or here starting at $499, whatever it might be. But if you're going in there into a store day one, week one, week two, week whatever, it seems like you're going to see more of the disc-based version than the digital version. So you're going to end up paying more if you really want this box mm-hmm. based on what's in the store. Yep. I think that's fair. <sighs> so... Um, but it's it's good that we finally have prices. We finally have release date. We finally have pre-order information, although that was done very poorly. Um, I think I think also on top of this, the digital probably 
retailers probably ordered fewer of the digital version because they don't want to sell the digital version. No, 100%. Because the digital version will cut into their profit margins too, right? Yep. No, they definitely don't want the digital to be the su successful one. So. Which I think it might have, it might come back to bite them, but we'll see. Uh, in comparison, though, to the Xbox pricing, I know they were able to get that Series S way, way down, and we didn't expect Sony to get anywhere close, but do you think the cost difference now is going to be enough to push people towards the xbox or is 499 in canada a price point where people can look at that and say well you know what that's not too bad and i'm already invested in this ecosystem yeah or I, do you think we're going to see more people jump ship um i think so i was in a best buy earlier today actually they already had the series s boxes on the shelf with the 379 price wow. tag um, just like the dummy is saying that you can pre-order it. Um, I, ironically, all the uh, Xbox Ones were gone, which I'm surprised about because there still must be stock of those to sell. Um, up until recently, they had lots of boxes on the shelf, so they made the announcement last week. So, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, but I think when you look at 399 for a full 4K system versus three, or uh, sorry, is 499 versus. 379 for like essentially a step down um i think people are more likely to jump up to that next one so just me but i guess we'll see cozy aj you got any thoughts on this yeah i mean i think we're living in a very different world uh than the world of 2013 where the 100 dollars price difference of the xbox uh one was like enough to kind of tip the console war significantly in sony's favor right off the bat i think that sony has built up enough goodwill with consumers over the past few years and has i think played the pre-release of this console well enough on social media and in its presentations that i think people are willing to bite the bullet in this case where they weren't willing to with xbox back mm -hmm. in 2013 yeah i think um if you really if you really think about it like overall the um the few the f most a, a good portion of the future that the Xbox One originally was going for is kind of here. A lot of our games are like online only services at this point. Um, you've got, it's it, it's heading the it's heading the direction that direction. And um, at this point, I'm not entirely sure price is going to make a difference. Um, I was, I I was still on the fence. I thought they were going to do the um, 600 but i guess maybe they thought back to the ps3 and were like oh maybe we can't do that um but you know it's gonna be what it's gonna be and i think i think playstation today justified their value um whereas i think xbox has been doing the same equally in just a different road they're taking a different path to the same destination yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see because uh, Private Jeebus in the Twitch chat does point out that the cost difference between consoles and the Xbox financing option through Xbox All Access are likely to be quite the game changer. I could definitely see a world where the marketing shifts for Xbox from, you know, three, what would we say, 380 or 500 to starting at $35 a month or whatever it's going mm -hmm. to be in Canada because um, that will get more people in the door and be like, hey, access to hundreds of games plus a new box for a, a low monthly price. 
Yeah, why not? Sign me up. I don't know, though. When I look at that, like, so it's what, 35 American for the Series X? Uh, 30, yeah, I think it's 25, 35. Someone will correct me in the US. Yeah. So we're probably looking at 35, four, like 30, 40 or 35, 45, something in that range in Canada. I think that starts yeah. to add up for the average consumer on it. It's like another monthly reoccurring bill and it's not like a cheap Netflix Netflix subscription or Disney Plus, which is 10 bucks a month. Um, like it does start um, adding up like in terms of your monthly bills. And I think if you can swing it, the other thing to keep in mind with that too, is that it, it needs um, credit approval. Not everybody will have yeah. access to that. Like you'll have to have good credit. Um, Cause I think a lot of the people who will try to get it probably won't be able to based on credit score. I don't know how tough that credit is going. Like it can't be more difficult to get this than to get a phone. Right. And people with poor credit can still get cell phones and that's a credit check too. So Unless you're real, real down in the dumps or have like really, really significant red flags in your credit history. I don't know if it'll be that bad. Hmm. Are we going to talk about some games? Oh, we're getting right no, into the games. Yeah, we talked about price, release date, what is that? Uh, November 12th in the number of markets we said earlier, US, Canada, two Mexico. Two days. That's two days after Xbox too. Correct. So. But Xbox is worldwide. Uh, PlayStation yeah. is doing a staggered launch where on the, uh, November the 12th, they'll launch in North America, so U.S., Canada, Mexico, Japan, South Korea, Australia, and New Zealand. And the rest of the world will follow the following week on November 19th. So let's get into the games. So the first thing they showed off was a cinnamon... A, well, interestingly enough, this trailer opened by saying it was a PC-rendered trailer for a playstation 5 experience which whatever it must be fairly early in development and it probably is because it's final fantasy 16 coming mm -hmm. as a playstation console exclusive i like to think it's hopefully further in development and squares learned some lessons um you'd hope but i but we'll see it's square i will say not i had a stiffy during this entire thing <laughs> man this game i didn't i i expected it to be final fantasy but it looks so, like medieval setting the combat system mm. looks great like if it builds off of the mechanics they put into final fantasy 7 i might actually be a final fantasy fan at this point this is um not not sorry go ahead yeah i'm not gonna lie um the the amount they were talking about crystals in the trailer um i thought they were going to like give a Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, the Final Fantasy VII remake treatment, which would have been a holy shit. Well, well, they just re they just remastered that, didn't they? Well, uh, they re-released it. Is it upresed it? Yeah, it's not great. Apparently, yeah, something. The remaster. See, I, I thought it was going to lead into some sort of revelation about how it's connected to the Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy, because there have been like small little like super obscure like hints to the 13 trilogy in final fantasy 7 remake for example and obviously that like final fantasy 15 originally started as a spin-off of that trilogy so there are little like small background references there as well i thought they were gonna you know continue to spread the final fantasy 13 love but obviously it's too early yeah, to I, I don't think this is the case like the universe looks completely different than final fantasy 13 is this is a medieval setting the thing with crystals i love the setting um the thing with crystals is crystals have been in all the final fantasy games since the original like um they, okay. they've been less important 
in like Final Fantasy 7 really didn't have them same with Final Fantasy 6 but if you look at the first like Final Fantasies and then ba back to Final Fantasy 9 which tend to be more of a proper retro Final Fantasy uh, like setting at least um, crystals were back in that too so um, the crystals have a lot of history in the Final Fantasy series um, and I know from 13 it was uh, the fabulous Chris crystal fabula nova crystallis yeah, the fabu trilogy so that uh, what he said yeah what yeah. he said um <laughs> someone's done their research coming somebody platinum final fantasy yeah, 13 um, that's so i think um I, I think this is really cool and i'm glad to see that we're back to back to basics so uh in the medieval settings and where i like the future settings but i prefer my medieval more fantasy style final fantasy so i'm really excited about this as somebody who has largely played a lot of the more technocratic final fantasy games i feel like this game has a bit of work to do to prove to me why it's high fantasy setting is worth it but i'm like 1000 percent going to give this a shot even if i'm not initially into it right at the front because of how much I love Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can get into the next announcement, which is for something I absolutely love, and that's the fact that we got more game. We got the gameplay trailer for Spider-Man Miles Morales. That looked great. It looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Revealed what? the revealed the Tinkerer as a villain. The game will come to PS5 Holiday 2020, based on the trailer. But we have found out since then it will launch day and date with the PS5. It's also coming to PlayStation 4. And interestingly enough about this is it will launch at 50 US dollars for Spider-Man Miles Morales. There is going to be Spider-Man Miles Morales, the ultimate edition, which will include a copy of a remaster or an, a, yeah, I think they called it a remastered version of Spider-Man PS4 for the PS5. And that will retail for 70 US dollars. Are they going to put the puddle in that one? Maybe. I'm assuming they're going to have puddle physics. They did say ray tracing would be a thing. So it remains to be seen. But we're going to notice a trend in that Sony, just like Take-Two, seems to be adopting a different pricing model for next-gen games. And we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah. I, I was surprised. I just want to point out during this one, um, I think the trailer looked, like the gameplay looked great. And every, like the ray tracing looks amazing in this game. Um, but I was surprised at the end that they didn't say launch and that they said um, holiday 2020 still. That was uh, definitely a weird uh, choice. And that's not They could the have said game. launches with the system. Yeah. Yeah. It was strange. There, there were a few weird choices like that. Uh, you know, it wasn't a weird choice, but caught me by surprise. We had the reveal, finally, of the long-rumored and leaked Harry Potter RPG. Hogwarts Legacy will be set in the 1800s and you will visit be able to visit well-known locations from the movies and the books. The game will launch on PlayStation 5 and presumably other systems in 2021. Oh my god, I need this game in my life. So freaking bad. Uh, quick question. Is it confirmed that the character that you're going to be playing as is going to be like a creative character? So. It looks like it. Um, they showed a bunch of different yeah. wizards, different looking wizards, so I assume that's the different characters you can create. I know it won't be canonical, but do you think I'll be able to put a beard on myself and make myself look like myself now? You're a child, or... so no. Hmm. Fuck. Maybe there will be, like, a potion, a, for example. A spell uh, or a potion. Anyways, I just brought that up because, like, uh, to be honest, uh, I'm okay with, like, your protagonist just being sort of, like, a cipher <laughs> that you imbue your own personality and opinions onto. But I was 
kind of thinking, man, wouldn't it be cool if this was like a Persona style game where your character, you know, has like a preset look and feel to him. So you're kind of naturally driven to kind of like act out in a certain fashion. I get the sense they're not going to do that. I get the sense that they're going to let you play as like male or female or maybe even non-binary if JK Rowling should allow it. <laughs> uh, we're not going to get, we're not going to open that bag of worms tonight. Other yeah. than to say JK Rowling can go suck a bag of dicks. I bet she has. Yep. Damn. 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 Times two. I mean, anyways, just uh, this, that aside, this game looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, this will let you live out the fantasy of, you know, you being a wizard at Hogwarts, going to get sorted into your house and all this stuff and i cannot can't i cannot emphasize how badly i want this to be in my hands right now yeah i am so excited for this it didn't look as sharp as some of the other next gen games but i'm still all in on this it looks next year it definitely looks really good it for sure and as somebody who's only uh very recently within the last year watched all the harry potter films um for the first time you know i'm very appreciative of you know everything that i saw there uh interesting to note that this is being developed as a joint project between portkey games which is wb games harry potter division and avalanche software best known for the disney infinity series disney infinity was actually good so i never played it and i felt like i should have because of how much i'm into Disney. yeah i'm surprised to hear that i couldn't invest i couldn't invest in another toys as a method of playing games if we didn't game. donate ours i think we donated i'd give it to you it's all good it's all good next we got the campaign gameplay of call of duty black ops cold war uh i thought me, that looked cool but it's it, i mean for me it's call of duty so it's gonna be great it it didn't look kind of thing. like call of duty like i think of when i think of call of duty yes it's very actiony but like it's i don't know it it seemed uh, it's it's hard to just it it looked a little more battlefield than call of duty it gave me fast and and i'm all in for that it definitely gave me battlefield vibes for sure Uh, that that rc car uh, at the end of the trailer (laughs) just taking me back to modern warfare 2 baby yep uh so not only was this revealed this new trailer shown off but it was revealed that PS4 players will get exclusive access to the Cold War multiplayer alpha on September 18th. That's this week. You'll be able to play the alpha for this game this weekend. Hmm. Uh, I mean, you guys will. Wow. I will not. I'm getting married. But if y'all are interested, go Excuses. and enjoy some more Call of Duties. And, oh, and they um, they also mentioned uh, at the end of the trailer, uh, Zombies is making a comeback. Oh, neat. Yep. Next thing we saw from this was another trailer for Resident Evil Village, which I'm still going to call Resident Evil 8 because it's all but confirmed to be Resident Evil 8. Uh, it looks creepy. I'm not into creepy games. I will not play this. But what did you guys think about this l- new look at Resident Evil Village? I'm not playing it, but looks cool. Uh, I'm intrigued by the weird, like, animated cutscene that plays when they're recounting the story of, like, the mother and the child. That's very un-Resident Evil-like, and I'm interested to see if that's purely a trailer thing or something that will make it into the final game. 
next on the dock and yeah. we got a new trailer for <laughs> i was con- hold on i just want to say i was concerned for a second that like all of you had become muted for a second I'm like oh shit do we have a technical fiasco here on the podcast no nope. it's happened once or twice but not this time uh next up we got a new, a new trailer for death loop which i didn't expect to see here to be honest because we already know it's been delayed mm-hmm. to q2 yeah. 2021 the game still looks great and i'm still very excited to play it when it comes out yeah, I was surprised we saw that too. Um, uh, I thought because of the delay, they'd do something else or show it later. But I was actually more impressed with the puzzle aspects that they showed off this time, like how they were talking about you need to do something to get this guy to the party because you've only got 24 hours to eliminate all your targets. So you've really got to figure out the pieces in the world and they all kind of integrate together. So I thought that was neat. I mean, it was. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how that shapes up when the game launches in Q2 of 2021. I want to see like a run of this because I haven't exactly seen like if too much into, of it. If you're into Dishonored or like 70s pop, like pulp action films, yeah. it'll be right up your alley. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next thing <laughs> we got out of this was a special edition for Devil May Cry 5, which will launch digitally day and date with the PS5. It comes with a faster-paced turbo mode, a playable Virgil, a new difficulty called Legendary Dark Knight, and interests me 0%. This was a weird announcement. It seemed like the really, like, out of place in all the announcements because it was like a remaster where everything else was pretty new. Um, so I was just surprised to see this here. If I do ever play Devil May Cry 5, it's probably going to be this version of the game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, um, actually, admit, I had the chance to play it because it was, um, oh, they showed a Series X logo in that trailer. I just noticed that. They also, also showed some puzzle, puddles. Yeah, weird. I think that's a flex <laughs> Maybe. to show how much better they are than Spider-Man. So that's Maybe. just going to be the thing for the first year of these consoles, right? Is just like, look at our puddles. Yeah, absolutely. We can do puddles. Um, this, uh, De- Devil May Cry 5 was on Game Pass for a while, and I missed my opportunity to play it. But... Hmm. Maybe we'll it'll come happens. back. Maybe it'll. Maybe it will come back. Was Virgil uh, something else that came back? No. Huh. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. No, I was gonna say. Speaking of coming back, we got yet another trailer for Odd Odds World Soulstorm. Uh, I feel like we've seen this with every, you know, now like every presentation about the PS5. I'm not into it. Uh, I know there are a lot of people that are, but it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Anyone got anything to say on that? I think that there is there's something really cute about a character that was so clearly defined in the PlayStation 1 era still continuing into the PlayStation 5 era with relatively few revisions to his design. Yeah, um, I talked about this, I think, when we did the first PlayStation conference. Um, I know there's an audience for it. It's not me. Uh, like I played the remake of the first game on PlayStation 4, and I was like, nope, not my type. Like, I, uh, it was fine, but it wasn't, like, something that blew my skirt up. Um, and this looks like more of that, just in much prettier looking way. But I'm sure there's been an audience for these games, so I hope they're happy. I mean, there's also an audience for the next game we saw, and that's a new Five Nights at Freddy's game. Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. It looks, it looks to take place in a new location called Freddy Fazbear's Mega Pizza Plex. It'll bring new places to explore and new threats to avoid and will be available on the PlayStation 5. Was this a new announcement? 
I think so. Yes. yes. I haven't. Because yeah. I, I feel like there are like a million Five Nights at Freddy's games. And I, don't, I didn't know when this trailer popped up. Like, is this something that has already been announced and they're just announcing it for the PlayStation 5? I, or I, I think, think there's a VR game coming, yeah. but I think this was a new announcement. I think there's been at least five Five Nights at Freddy's. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. probably. Um, how many? The next thing, man. Kudos to the. Just want to say quickly, kudos to the guy that made Five Nights at Freddy's because you know the kind of basic story with that franchise, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, for for, he, he, for the like, fans, cozy regaled them with the story of Five Night of Five Nights at Freddy's. You know, he was this uh, person who was sort of making games in his own time. He made a lot of like Christian games early on in his career. He made this like one like beaver log cutting game that was reviled by Jim Sterling on YouTube for just looking really, really scary. And then he's like, well, if I can make something really, really scary unintentionally, I can make something super duper scary if I do so intentionally. And that basically led to Five Nights at Freddy's. Again, that's a super condensed version, but I always like, it's one of those stories where it's like, that sounds a little bit too like Hollywood S to be true, but somehow he managed to pull it off. He managed to live the dream. Plus there's eating kids I mean, another, and robots. So another dream of people is coming true in that Demon Souls is getting a remake from Blue Point and Sony Japan. And we got an extended look at it today. It features some stunning graphics at some of the well-known locations of the game and boss battles that people are familiar with ends with the series signature you died screen and something interesting was there was a trailer posted that said the game was also coming to pc and would eventually come to other consoles that it was just a timed console exclusive sony has since uh this actually broke during the show sony has since refuted that saying that trailer was a mistake that it was human error that put that into the trailer and that the game is just coming to playstation 5 well, that would make sense. It's got the PlayStation logo on it, uh, PlayStation Studios logo on it, and they own the IP. Yeah. Well, and it's also being developed internally. Yeah. Well, it, Blue Point's not internal. I mean, it's, but the game is being funded and published by Sony. So unless Sony was going to publish it on PC, there's no reason for them to put it there. I think it will eventually come to PC. I don't think it'll be at launch. Yeah. Well, it's going to be similar to what Horizon or even. Um, uh, the they, the cage games, uh, Detroit Become Human. Uh, they had a different yeah. publisher, but they were funded by Sony initially, I believe. Yeah. So the the uh, oh my, the heavy uh, Quantic Dream yeah. games are a similar situation to Death Stranding, where a different publisher picked those up for PC. Interesting about Horizon Zero Dawn is that's actually published by Sony on PC, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what path this game takes if and when it does come to other consoles but we do know that it will launch day and date with the playstation 5 and will do so i believe at the higher price point i mentioned like for spider-man and that is correct it will retail msrp for 69.99 us dollars which here will probably translate to 89.99 which sucks it sucks but at the same point the the game cost of games in the states at least hasn't gone up recently in like what two generations uh yeah i think the last price jump we got was with the launch of the ps3 
So it, it's due for an increase, and that sucks um, for us because we had one mid PS4 when the dollar tanked, and all our games went yeah. up twenty dollars. So, but it's due. Yeah. I mean, we yes, games are more expensive to make than ever. Give people what they need to make these games. Like they deserve way more than what we're paying now, honestly. And it's good to see, but it does hurt the wallet. It's an extra ten dollars <laughs> a game. Like it's not gonna destroy everybody. So. A couple fewer coffees a month and you got your game. Yeah. The next thing we saw was the uh, reveal. Sorry, go uh, ahead. Cozy. Hold on. I do want to just say quickly, you know, rewatching some of this footage here. I, I love Dark Souls 1 and 2, but there are no shortage of moments in that game where the animations do feel a little bit janky. And so, man, it is so satisfying to see just how fluid the animations in this game are. This is a pretty looking game. Yeah, I cannot wait to watch other people play it because I cannot play these games for the life of me. I cannot wait to watch other people die while playing it because they're going to die a lot. Yeah, shout out out to Loki Mike who will probably get this thing day one just to play this game. (laughs) Actually, that is a good question. What is your experience with the series, Mitch? Uh, I got Bloodborne through PlayStation Plus and the first guy killed me and I stopped playing it. Hmm. So that is my history with the Soulsborne franchises. All right, next thing they showed off was a trailer for the Unreal Engine 4 version of Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite will launch with the PlayStation 5, but it won't be that version of the game. That version of the game will come next year. Neat. Yeah, cool. Now, the, the, the next thing we saw was actually something quite interesting. I thought they would take a different approach to this kind of reveal, but it is what it is. Uh, Sony is bringing more games to PlayStation Plus as almost an answer to Game Pass, kind of, maybe? Um, they announced the PlayStation Plus Collection. Uh, it will bring several big games to the service at no additional cost from the PS4 generation. Games available at the launch of the PS5 through the PlayStation Plus collection include God of War 2018, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter World, Final Fantasy 15, Fallout 4, Mortal Kombat 10, Uncharted 4, Thief's End, Ratchet and Clank, Days Gone, Until Dawn, Detroit, Become Human, Battlefield 1, Infamous Second Son, Batman Arkham Knight, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Persona 5, and Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Sony did note, however, that the PlayStation Collection title availability will vary by country and will not be available in China. No additional details about any sort of expansion or, you know, cyclical nature to the collection were given. Uh, and this addition to PlayStation Plus will launch with the PS5 and PS5 Digital in November. Thoughts on this? Uh I was not sure what it was going to be when they said PlayStation Plus Collection, but I was really surprised, and I think this is a great answer for PlayStation Plus. I'm curious what this means for PlayStation Plus's free games going forward. Do you think that they're still going to continue to hand them out every month, or do you think that that is going to be revamped in some fashion? I think we'll still see free games, but at least for the launch of the system, what I would expect is here's more PlayStation 4 games that you can play on your PlayStation 5 via backwards compatibility, as opposed to with the launch of the PS4 giving us new games that were maybe not games you wanted to play, but I wouldn't have played Con. What was it? Contrast. Yeah. If it hadn't been for that service. 
And I friggin' loved Resogun. Yeah, yeah. Resogun's so. great. And Contrast was good, too. Oh, yeah. I don't think I finished it. But it was fine. It was nice to have something at launch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this seems like their answer to Game Pass, kinda. I still want to know what's going to happen with PlayStation Now, and I think that will also, at some point, end up wrapped up in PlayStation Plus, but that remains to be seen. AJ, any thoughts on, on this as the resident Xbox guy? Um, I mean, it competition is good. It's nice to see Sony um, trying to compete in this space as well. Um, I, I, I don't know if you're going to see necessarily, um, the equivalent to all their first party games come to the service, which is really the big selling point for Microsoft. But like Xbox kind of had to do it because they, they don't launched necessarily fewer first party games. Well, and the quality launched... wasn't there on them either. Yeah absolutely on some right? of them there are some phenomenal games available through xbox game pass yeah um but yeah it's think think about this as well it's just on playstation whereas you know xbox game pass also has a pc component sure you got to interface through the windows store but a lot of games that you would normally get on steam um you can also you you might also just get via game pass so um it, it's a it's a good first step for sure yeah i don't think they're as invested in that uh games as a uh, games as a service but game game delivery as a service ecosystem but it'll be interesting to see how that develops over the lifespan of the ps5 because as we've seen time and time again sony doesn't do a very good job of augmenting their services mid cycle so I think mm-hmm. whatever we get at launch is yeah. kind of what we're going to be stuck with for a few years. So I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that they do something about PlayStation. I still think that's coming. Um, it, I do too. Yeah. Um, the the one thing missing from this presentation, which we haven't talked about, is any operating system stuff. I'm surprised even that there were, wasn't hints of it in between the games. Because I thought maybe... Yeah, we didn't get... Hmm. Maybe, well, there wouldn't be a whole blowout section. You just get little tweaks and stuff uh, like in between the games and nothing was there. Yeah, not getting anything OS-specific or even like the, the specifications of the system. I know some of that has come out via product listings of the 800-some-odd gigabyte hard drive and, and all this stuff. Um, but I do hope that we do, uh, before November, get a deep dive into the OS, the UI... I have a feeling a lot of that printer settings. Yeah, printer settings, etc. I have a feeling a lot of Trophies. that's just going to it's going to be coming in hot for sure. It's going to be hot off the press. It's going to need three updates in the first week and <laughs> it won't be that bad. There's no way they might can launch be. a console that broken. Yeah. All right, next we saw the price and release dates announced for both the initial launch on November the 12th and then the following territories on November 19th interesting about that is that the launch in china is still tbd uh due to the restrictions that are in place over there because communism is still a thing in some countries uh they said that ps5 pre-orders would be going up tomorrow that was wrong because most (laughs) retailers put them up today and it was a dumpster fire and they thank you again mitch sorry thank you again you're welcome i'm glad i was able to help you guys secure your pre-orders hopefully best buy follows through for us otherwise i'll never shop there again um 
Yeah, their messaging and the like their their social media teams and their community management was not prepared for the onslaught of what when are they going live? Who's going live? What like? And we also did get that interview uh, as part of Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest, yeah. where I think it was like a PR head of PR or something like that said we would get ample time on knowing when pre-orders would go up. And the presentation ended at 4.45. And based on the email I received from Best Buy, uh, they received my order as of... That doesn't seem right. Oh, maybe that's a, like on the West Coast? Because it's saying 4.14. Yeah, they're West, be right. Best Buy's based out of Vancouver. So quarter after seven is when I got the email saying that my order had been processed. So we got two hours... Yeah, it's two hours between the presentation when pre-orders went up. And that is, that's a bad apple. I'm sorry. So that was Eric Lempel from PlayStation Worldwide. Mar- he's the head of PlayStation Worldwide Marketing. Um, and Thank yeah, you. and he spoke to Jeff Keighley on July 17th about it. So it, it obviously has not aged well. Um, my understanding is that it sounds like Walmart went up early when they shouldn't have in the States. And then everybody started going I after see. them. Uh, because they started posting them so that's what i'm seeing right now because somebody started doing them i don't know but might have been easier just tell walmart to cancel their pre-orders and tell people that this is the day that it'll actually go but there there was an issue at least i saw you know still scrolling through twitter having notifications turned on for a number of accounts to make sure i got my pre-order of there being issues with Walmart Canada of some people got emails saying their order had not been processed, even though it would be. And it, it just seems like things came in as a hot mess and that's unfortunate to say the least. Um, somebody just said Walmart Canada's uh, PS5 pre-orders have gone up. It sounds like EB games has sold out. So I think EB games has sold out of the digital version. I don't know if they sold out of the physical by the time this goes live for podcast services. Everything will be sold out, so hopefully you were able to grab your pre-order if you so chose to do so. Mm -hmm. Finally, and this is the one that gave me the chills, we got a teaser trailer for God of War Ragnarok releasing in 2021. Do we know that's the name? Let's just put our hands together for just what a just meaty and informative trailer this was. Just bursting from the seams with information, man. all I needed. You give me a logo, you give me the voice, you give me a date, even though it's not very specific. I know that next year I'm getting a Ratchet and Clank game, Horizon Forbidden West, and a goddamn sequel to one of my favorite games of all time in God of War 2018. So, gimme, 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 gimme. That's too big of a year. I I think this will get, they're probably targeting this for what, winter? I would assume this is their big fall title. Horizon. So Horizon is going to be cross-generational as well, just like Miles Morales. Yeah. So I would expect that's their big summer title. And Ratchet and Clank, they've said launch window, and I expect that bef- no later than March. Yeah. So, okay, you being such a big Avengers fan, how are you going to feel having to uh, put that Leviathan axe through Thor's head? Not my Thor. <laughs> We'll see. My wow. my Thor's got my uh, Thor's in like a just a white white shirt, you know, jeans, or some work boots. He's a white collar Thor, and that's not the Thor that we're gonna get in uh, in God of War Ragnarok. Assuming that is the title, yeah, it did say Ragnarok is coming. Everyone's calling it God of War yes. Ragnarok. It better be called God of War Ragnarok because that's such a badass. It's thing. a. It better be so as good as. Can I say something? Yeah, go for it. And this is gonna sound like I'm 
this is going to sound like an insult, but I'm actually going a positive place with this. I feel like Ragnarok is one of the most overused subtitles when it comes to video games <laughs> and like a lot of other media. Like it's up there with like darkness and infinite in terms of like you just want to slap something cool on your name because you didn't want to slap a number at the end. Infinite is cool. But, but unlike darkness or infinite where it's like, what does this actually have to do with this game? God of War Ragnarok is legitimately about Ragnarok yeah. and will feature Ragnarok on all its glory. So they're not lying when they call it God of War Ragnarok, and I do want to commend them for that. Yeah, I'm so ready for this. Um, I, I like the name, um, and obviously it's fitting with the themes. Um, I do think it's unfortunate Thor used that name, what, two years ago for their movie? 2018? Alexa, when did Thor Ragnarok release? Twenty seventeen. Okay. So it still seems pretty recent to that, and it's a similar obviously they're both like in the gods pantheon. So I don't know. Um but it's hard to get away from this. They're 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 diving headfirst into knowing people are gonna, you know, get the, confused by the name, but it doesn't matter because it's gonna be great. It's more boy. So and I can't wait for that. But maybe he's not boy, maybe he's now young man. Oh, young man. Can we? Team. So can I activate the spoilers for a second so we can yeah, talk spoilers? Go full about spoilers. Oh, I'm finished. Spoilers. All right. spoilers are up. Spoilers oh, are down. Right. No Take more spoilers. Off. We're not talking spoilers. All right. We'll talk about it offline, cozy. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm because I'm... I have some, I have some crazy ideas of things that this sequel could do to really go off the deep end but you guys should do a spoiler yeah uh, once nathan before this it, one comes out okay i'll i'll try and get it finished yeah. uh i'll start playing it again um and finish i mean you're gonna have time <laughs> this isn't gonna come out until 2021 and probably will end up getting delayed but just knowing it's on the horizon yeah. along with horizon forbidden west and ratchet and clank as me very excited to be jumping into next gen day one i did want to ask you guys actually so we talked a little bit how many of you have pre-ordered a video game console and received it on day one? I've never pre-ordered a video game console. I've always picked them up after the fact. Like the PlayStation 4, I walked into EB Games like two months after it came out when they find, and they had stock that day and I just bought it. So I, I don't have good experience with it. In 2005, um, I was 15 and I traded my GameCube in and everything uh all the games and my n64 and everything so i could get my 360 um and i went to the midnight launch and picked that up but so did you pre-order it or did yeah you just... i, I pre-ordered okay. it put money down to reserve it pre-ordered it and at midnight i went to the midnight launch and picked it up all right cozy how much experience do you have with I pre-orders think... of consoles I think that the two consoles I only ever pre-ordered were the original 3DS Fat and the Wii U. And I don't know if I actually did pre-order them or I just picked them up day one, but in both cases, I was able to pick them up day one. The, so The interesting thing, um, I don't know about where you guys are, but um, in town, they actually stopped doing console uh, pre-orders because of the Wii and how in demand that thing was and how nobody could get it. They couldn't get any work done because they had to keep answering phones because nobody had uh, the Wii, nor, nor did they have Battletoads at the time. 
So. Was Battletoads a thing at the time? The the meme was. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Um, so at least Nathan and Cozy, this is going to be – so for me, I've – I've gotten a PS4, my, my original base PS4, and my Nintendo Switch. I pre-ordered both of those. The PS4 was done in-store, so I went and picked it up. I think I was in university at the time, so it was... I got out of class, I got on the GO train, went from Oshawa back to Scarborough, and just drove over to the Best Buy, picked it up. The Switch, I pre-ordered from Amazon? I want to say Amazon. Is either Amazon or Walmart. And I sat, I was still living with my parents, so I sat at the living room window, just staring. I was supposed to be working, but I was just staring out the window, waiting and waiting and waiting for Canada Post to show up with that box. I was so happy once it did. But neither of you have pre-ordered a video game console for delivery on release date. Do you have any apprehension or or, or worries around, you know, going online in this COVID-struck world that we are living through at the moment? I, I pre-ordered the Xbox One and the PS4 as well through Amazon and got them a, a week later. Yeah, and that was a nightmare. Yeah, I was lucky enough that I got my Switch day one and the PS4 was a in-store pre-order. But Cozy and Nathan, do you guys have any apprehension about going online for this console release cycle? So if, if I can get an in-store purchase for it tomorrow morning, um, I will. And I'll just refund the one online, but I think it'll be fine. I think we're in a better place than we were. Um, that being said, I didn't order off Amazon because I know people have had trouble getting things on Amazon, and I'm constantly seeing things in Facebook groups about um, games not games and systems not arriving on time when they're ordered. Yeah, personally, I have faith that by the time that these consoles will release, like I mean, things are already in a good spot right now, and I think that it. While there is obviously fear of a second coronavirus wave, you know, sending Canada back into grips with the deadly virus, I don't think that it will be nearly as bad as it was the first time around, and I don't have too much reason to be concerned. I I do agree with Nathan, though, where, like, if I see an opportunity to more securely obtain my PlayStation 5 on release date, I probably might cancel this pre-order. Yeah, I'm I'm now realizing that the last experience i had with a best buy pre-order was the physical copy of avengers that i pre-ordered and sold to our friend alex ballant who didn't keep it and i ended up giving that to friend of the show loki mike that actually didn't show up until the following tuesday and that released on a friday um i am now far more nervous about my best buy pre-order than i was 10 minutes ago uh and just went to see if i could get a pre-order digitally at walmart because they've been the best and i'm out of luck so Best Buy, if you don't come through, oh, man, you're going to get a scathing review on this show. Let me tell you what. <laughs> but uh, also, please sponsor us. Yes. That uh, that as well. So, AJ, you did not pre-order yeah. PS5. No. Are you planning on pre-ordering an Xbox Series console? Oh, man, I'm still undecided at this point. Why? Um, Why would you need a Series X when you just built a spectacular gaming Exactly. PC? You don't need it exactly and that like that's that's the thing what i do need is a 500 hundred dollar blu-ray player but which one <laughs> do you really how many blue how many 4k blu-rays do you own uh zero because i don't even have a 4k tv so you, yeah you don't need a you don't need it yeah i don't i don't need it but i want it i want it so bad 
I want right. the, I want them all. I want all the well, things. Wouldn't it make so sense bad. to get the PS5 then? Because then you can pay play the PS5 exclusives and get the Blu-ray player. Uh, yes and no, but I also like the irony of getting the Xbox uh, Xbox with the Blu-ray drive and the PS5 without one. Mm. So you are planning on picking up one or both of these consoles at some point. At some point, I will probably get both of these. Um, as as to when, I don't know. It it could be one of those. Oh shit! I'm in the store. There's one left. Uh, okay, fine. You mean and like I you did with your three thousand dollar computer? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. You're you're far too impulsive for my own liking. I could not be that way. But Welcome to ADHD. I guess. So we've also got confirmation from Sony as to what games will be available day one from Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studios. Oof. Let's hear These it. These games include Astro's Playroom yeah. from Japan Studio, which will be pre-installed on every PlayStation 5. Whoa. Demon Souls from Bluepoint, which will be retailing for 70 US dollars, so 90 Canadian dollars. Destruction All-Stars from Lucid Games and XDev, retailing at the same oh, yeah. increased price. Cozy had something to say on Destruction All Stars. No, I was just like, oh yeah, I, I completely. Is that forgot not about free? That. It's, de it's definitely a game. Nope, that is going to retail for the new, higher MSRP that Sony's putting out. This that generation. should have been free to play and microtransaction to the yep. hell out of and it, cosmetics. It will be within six months of launch. You can flip that and tell me how wrong I was. Next, May or april or i don't month good uh marvel spider-man miles morales will launch at 50 us dollars the ultimate edition which includes a remaster of the playstation 4 spider-man title will retail at 70 so 90 canadian dollars and sackboy a big adventure from sumo digital will be a launch title retailing for 59.99 us dollars or 79.99 canadian dollars overall that's more than i expected from first party studios day one yeah, like, and I mean, I think that the launch of the Switch shows that you don't have to have like a gigantic catalog uh, available right out of the gate. You just need to mm -hmm. have the right games. Well, and they've got Assassin's Creed, they've got Avengers, they've got Cyberpunk, they've got Call of Duty. Okay. Yeah, I guess w w when you count like all the stuff that's like cross generational, it actually is pretty substantial. Well, the other thing too, give me one second. I I found a tweet earlier. Uh, that basically within three days, we will get the launch of two next-gen consoles, a new Call of Duty, a new Assassin's Creed, Cyberpunk, no, not Cyberpunk, a new Spider-Man, Demon's Souls Remastered. Like, it's ridiculous. What is, like, the amount, the sheer amount of content that we are getting that week is mind-boggling. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's it's a it's a yeah. it's a girthy. So, sorry, we were all boggled at that moment. It's it's completely it's boggled. a girthy amount of content. Absolutely. Okay, so I need I need to know this then. Out of what we have an idea of that's going to be available day one. Um, yes, Loki might get in the chat calling me out for saying Demon Souls was twenty twenty one, and it's not. And I thought it was going to be because. I didn't expect them to have this much day one from Sony First Party, and I'm glad they're going to have it because now people like Mike have a reason to buy this console day one. And my question for the gentleman buying the console and the one who might end up 
spontaneously getting an Xbox on launch week. What is the one game that you will like? What is the first game you are going to play on your new box? Cozy. Hmm. Can he just come back to me for Nathan? Uh, Spider-Man. I feel like Spider-Man's the correct answer. Uh, that's probably the one I'll pick up. Um, although I would like probably to try Tony Hawk and some of the late PS4 games on it too. So, Mister Fraser, actually, no, I'm coming back to you, Cozy. You oh. can wait. Okay. <laughs> well, because I, I realized as soon as I, as soon as he said, uh, I'll come back to you. What I, what it was going to be, but all right, right, Cozy, go you're, ahead. You're right. Fine, fine, fine. No, 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 no we can wait. No, we can wait. No, go, go. Demon Souls Remastered. All right, all right. AJ, I know Cozy was very rude there and interrupted my question to you, but if you were picking up one of these systems, which game will it be that goes into that box first? <sighs> and th- so this is Impulse Day, like day Hy- one. Hy- hypothetical, you walk into a Best Buy on either November 10th or November 12th, and one of these and boxes is there, and you grab it. What game are you grabbing with it? You can do one for each if you're still undecided on both. It's totally fine. I mean, my joke answer is Minecraft. But you already uh, own it via the power of Xbox backwards. Yeah, now I can use RTX on this PC for it. Um, I need to check that what out. What about Fortnite? Oh, boy, Fortnite. No um, more fork knife, please. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. On on Xbox, it, it would probably be some Game Pass game that I haven't played yet. Um, on PlayStation, gee, like I don't know. I, everything there is like sequels to things that I haven't played the originals of. So probably. Have you not played Spider Man? No. Nope. We talked about this before. You said you were going to lend him your copy. He, he is going i'm going to put that copy in the mail tomorrow if i have to or he's going to come pick it up the next time he's in the city give it which to is far girlfriend. more likely she lives right by yeah you. yeah we're pretty close we're neighbors basically mm-hmm. basically yeah so for me y'all are forgetting that game install times are long and games are going to be bigger than ever on these systems so the first Dirty thing games. i'm booting up astros is play. that good old astros playroom there you go yeah, yeah. See? Well, it feels like kind of a cheap answer. But it's the first thing that will get booted up while I wait for Spider-Man to install because I'm so going to have to buy digital because I bought the digital system. Let's say hypothetically, Mitch, yes, sir. Astro's Playroom just gets obliviated out of existence. J.K. Rowling somehow changes her ways and decides to obliviate the game for the sake of this hypothetical question to help us out, then goes back to her hateful ways and we all forget about her again. What other game are you playing? I mean, the easy answer is Spider-Man, but the answer that I want to give is that I'm still going to be playing Avengers. I'm going to be right back into that. So yeah, one of those two. It's going to be Superhero on the Brain. Or I will be playing the remaster of Spider-Man PS4 because if it's labeled Spider-Man Remastered on the PS5 cozy, you know what that means. Spider-Man? No, a second incredibly achievable platinum that I will 100% pick up. If Spider-Man oh. Remastered on PS5 has a separate That's completely list. fair. Oh, I'm, I'm proud um, of you. I love that game. I would. I want a reason to play through it again other than to just get the two trophies I'm missing for New Game Plus and the more difficult uh, difficulty. Those are the only ones I'm missing too. So I, if the PS5 has a separate trophy list, I will probably, honestly, 
still play Miles Morales first, then go play Spider-Man. But I want to say I'm going to play Spider-Man first, but it won't happen. It'll be Miles Morales. But can I, I can I just say something weird about the PlayStation collection that plus collection that I just noticed? They're including sure. Mortal Kombat 10, but not 11. Yeah, that seems like a weird call. I mean, they're also including a bunch of weird stuff in that. Um, they're doing Persona 5, not Persona 5 Royale as well. So they're doing Battlefield 1, which seems strange. They're doing Resident Evil 7, but they're not. They're not doing Resident Evil remake or Resident Evil or Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 3 or whichever ones we got. I forgot. It's still a lot of good um, games uh, that's already just baked into your PlayStation Plus subscription. Not oh no, it's it's an incredible value. But the the problem is, I'm looking at all of these games, and like ninety percent of them have probably been free on PlayStation Plus. At some I point, think it's like sixty or seventy percent, or or under ten dollars mm-hmm. to buy with a PlayStation Plus discount. That's probably fair. So there, there's less reason to go back to them because a lot of people have probably played them. But for someone who's jumping in for the first time, this is an incredible list of games to jump into. If say you missed out on the ps4 but you're going to jump into the ps5 there's so much value to those games especially since they will run better natively on the ps5 um get on that days gone i hear i still gotta (laughs) get to that but before i can get to that i gotta wrap up the show it's been great talking with you gentlemen it's been great hanging out with the before you do god damn it cozy i was no hold on (laughs) this is something super quick just like a segue it was, it was, but you know, I have to interrupt people. Yep. That's just the name of the game here. Yeah. Uh, I just want to highlight this tweet from at DreamBoom on Twitter. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 marks the first time a fully original Final Fantasy is being made that wasn't announced or worked on since 2006. That was 13 years ago, which is, it's impressive to conceptualize, I got to say. I'm also I'm intrigued by the number 13. I do wonder if that does indeed hint at a connection to the Fabula Nova Chrysalis trilogy, which I'm going to trust, Nathan, you'll be able to memorize my next episode. Is that but, the topic of the show next episode? Well, I mean, maybe. Who knows? I, I don't have any idea what next episode's going to be about. We I thought it was shit about on, that. I thought it was the what shit do you say, Mitch? next episode. Yeah. I mean, I won't be here. I'll be enjoying the beautiful quarantine area that i will probably end up locked in when ontario continues to slide back into worse well, and worse of a uh COVID pandemic fingers but crossed just the gta whatever you choose to do at that time make sure you stream it um man I, i'm gonna feel bad for alex he's gonna come back next episode and he's gonna be like what fabula nova what the hell are you guys talking about oh it, like, yeah just tell him it's program. a kingdom hearts he'll stick around it's fine uh, that's a good point. Yeah, if I say anything, Kingdom Hearts, he'll definitely get immediately I, on board. Yeah, Alex won't be here next week either because all you're talking about is Kingdom Hearts, and I won't be either. <laughs> but for now, I can wrap up at least this episode of the show before I go on a well-deserved break. All right. Uh, you can catch us here every week on Twitch.tv/PressYYZ. You can find the show on your podcast service of choice. If your podcast service of choice has a review system. We would 100% absolutely love for you to review us there and only leave good, good, positive feedback. If it's negative at all, you can tweet that directly at Times Hero on Twitter. And speaking of Times Hero on Twitter, uh, AJ, where can people find you? Yeah, you you said it uh, with capital T and a capital H. Send it my way. Nathan, if they want to send you the negative feedback, if they uh, don't have positive things to say on iTunes or wherever they're reviewing the show... Where would people send uh, it? You can send it to the underscore NMAC. 
Um, by the way, uh, if you have positive or negative reviews that you've put in iTunes, because I don't have access to iTunes, uh, feel free to tweet those to me, because uh, I'd be curious to see what they look like. Do we have reviews? Is that something we can find out? I can definitely look into that after the show, and I left I left one myself, which is kind of, you know, hypocritical, but I don't care because I love the work that Please we do. Please review our stuff. I need Speaking you to of- read it. I need you to read that on the podcast i'll read it on the post show alex cozina where can people keep up with you uh you can find me on twitter at alex cozina and you can also find me on twitch on twitch.tv slash cozy bear live i recently shuffled things around i now start my stream uh after my press yz episode on my personal channel at 10 15 instead of 10 uh so which basically is no difference than before because it would always start that stream a little bit <laughs> now late. it's just in official. three months there will be an announcement that you're starting yeah. at 10 30 uh, or we're yeah. just not gonna, yeah, we're just gonna go for four hours and, and we're gonna have a four hour podcast yeah, yeah. <sighs> you can keep up with me over at twitter instagram <laughs> gg psn wherever you might find me uh at mr mitch george uh, thank you in the chat for wishing me a wonderful wedding day. I hope it is that. Uh, the world is on fire. How about yours? That's the way I like it, and I never get bored. We have been pressed YYZ. I don't YYZ, think you planned that one. And thank you for playing.